You're listening to the Mind Your Business Podcast, Biz Tip Friday edition. Today, I'm talking to Justin Brown about how to grow your business in 2020 using the power of YouTube. So, stay tuned. Hi, I'm James Wedmore, and after building a multiple seven-figure internet business around my content and expertise, I became obsessed about transforming the struggling course creator, coach, and author into the inner-driven digital CEO. In this segment, we'll explore specific actionable strategies that you can deploy today to get you paid. This is the Mind Your Business Podcast, Biz Tip Friday edition. What's up, ladies and gentlemen? James Wedmore here. Thank you so much for tuning into a Friday edition here on the Mind Your Business Podcast, where we like to give you bite-sized, actionable, tangible, tactical, a lot of T-word things that you can use to get to work into your business, take action, get results. Today, we're talking my baby, my topic that's so near and dear to me, YouTube. And I wanted to bring to you one of my good friends and a YouTube authority extraordinaire, Justin Brown of Primal Video, who's absolutely crushing it on YouTube. And, you know, we're really excited as a team to bring to bring YouTube back into our strategy. <gasps> He's coming back. Yes, he is. I know. We're excited. And you should be as well. Is YouTube still relevant in 2020? Is it worth the time? If so, where do you begin? What is the best camera for YouTube? How do you get found? How do you get traffic from YouTube? How do you grow your business in 2020 using YouTube? All that and more answered in this epic hour-long interview with Justin. So without further ado, let's play that interview for you right now. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to a Biz Tip Friday. Hashtag Biz Tip Friday. Gotta use a hashtag here on the Mind Your Business Podcast where I am here in studio with Primal Video, video master himself, Justin Brown. Thank you very much for having me in here. Back. Again. Round two. I know. How did that happen? I don't know. Thank you. Yeah, he bribed me. He he threatened me. YouTube 2020. That's what we're going to get into today. YouTube. Is it still worth it? There's this whole thing of like when I, 2016, I stopped doing YouTube, started doing podcasts. Oh, YouTube must be dead. Is it dead? We're going to talk about that today. Justin is going to share a very awesome YouTube strategy and some really cool tips that are working here now in 2020. Now, one of the reasons why I got really excited to have this conversation with you as I've been sharing people along this journey of us, Chelsea and I investing in some investment properties, some real estate, where was the first place I went to learn information? Wikipedia. Right. (laughs) As you do. Yeah. I was going to say Britannica. Is no one talking about the fact that anytime you go to Wikipedia, it feels like they're nagging you asking for money every time? Yeah. I get these very desperate emails. You can only donate so often and it's yeah, that is ridiculous. I know. And then you're just like, shame on you for not giving us enough money. You're going to destroy the internet because you didn't give us enough money. Anyways, no, I didn't go to Wikipedia. I went to the YouTubes and I started searching for all these trainings and tutorials on how to invest in real estate, how to do home renovations. And I started finding a whole world of awesome YouTubers sharing unbelievable tips. I was hooked. And now I'm like carrying around my my YouTube app with me wherever I go. It's like, you're like in line somewhere, you put in your AirPods, you're watching a five minute clip here, you're driving somewhere, put it back on. And I think I've bought like four courses from these three YouTubers that are crushing it. It has me so excited. Like I'm always a fan of, always paying attention to other marketing in other industries and notice when it works on you. And then how do we apply that ourselves? And I'm like, I'm looking at their stats. I'm looking at their downloads, the comments. I'm like, they are crushing it. So YouTube 2020. It's dead. It's dead. Yeah. No one uses it. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) RIP. Sad, sad moment. (laughs) It is something that we hear all the time. Like YouTube is dead Mm -hmm. and uh, it's a waste of time. Why would someone be saying that though? I think they've tried and not had success Yeah. or they're seeing other people that have tried and not had success. I don't know when we started out. I think we were six months in, 50 subscribers. Some of those were multiple channels that I had, friends and family, (laughs) but I'm a video guy. My background Mm -hmm. is in doing documentaries and action sports. If I can't make videos that work on YouTube, then- 
Yeah, maybe it was too too full. Maybe it was on the way out. But the strategy was and our approach was totally wrong. And that's what we see with a lot of people. Yeah. Well, what I believe you're starting to speak to, which is something I've always loved about YouTube, is that it ain't for the faint of heart. It's not the get rich quick approach. I used to say this years ago, you got to know the game that YouTube has set up. It's like a board game. It's like Monopoly and you got to play by their rules. Part of their rules are is unless you have some unbelievable viral video that the whole world's going to share, which isn't really a strategy. That's just like cross your fingers and hope for a prayer. It takes time. And most people, which is why I love it, most people are not willing to give the time. They don't have the patience, the perseverance to make it work. So you guys started seeing something after about six months. Well, our approach going into it was totally different. So obviously at that point, we're uploading videos. We, we were putting out content that we thought people would want to see. We're talking about... I was releasing videos around tips on how to edit faster, but people aren't searching for the tip because they don't know what it is. Mm. They're searching for the problem that they're having. What's, yep. what's waking them up at two in the morning? How do I edit? What video editing software do I use? So it was really taking a step back and also to understand that YouTube itself, it's a search engine first and foremost, not just a place to throw your videos up there and hope people find them. People are going there to search. Or you, or even if you're thinking right now, you hear that, you go, oh, it's not a search. I never search on YouTube. That's cool. But do you search in Google? Mm-hmm. We, we would say most of our traffic is actually coming from Google search yeah. where people are finding us. Yeah. And the thing is, is like, wait, you're not searching YouTube for stuff? Like, that's crazy. Like, we were talking to our handyman. And he's like, oh, I've learned half of what I know today because of YouTube. Yeah. He's yeah. searching every tutorial on there. So the that's real- actually how I found you. Years, I'm so sorry. Years ago, I, yeah. Well, you know, you, you've created this. This is all, you know, we it's, can blame you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, literally looking at mm-hmm. what lights to get or, or different ways to light different scenes. And I think, yeah, I think your lighting video was one of the first ones I saw. <laughs> like, it, it's still there and you're still it's ranking still on YouTube there. for lighting tutorials. Like, well, well played. Well, and that's the other thing I love about YouTube is anyone wants to say, oh, but I can just do Instagram stories so much faster. I can do a Facebook Live. I can create content so much faster. You can. You totally can. You can create content on just about any other platform way faster. What they're not telling you is also gone way faster. Where is your Instagram stories from a week ago? What is it doing for you now? Let alone three months ago, a year from now. And what Justin is speaking to is videos that I put up 10 years ago that are still getting viewed every single day. Yeah, it's ridiculous. We've got videos that are over five years old on our channel that are continuously bringing in over a thousand views a day. I, I think the way to look at it is like each video is like a little mini investment. Yeah. It has a ROI that just, it's like putting into your content retirement fund. You put a little in it now, a little upfront, yep. and then it's just going to pay out dividends for the next five, 10 years of your life. I think if, maybe more. If you want fast traffic, as, uh, as you, yeah. you touched on, that's paid traffic or Facebook right. or something like that. But the long game is definitely YouTube. And that's where a lot of people try. They might create 10 videos and then say, hey, I'm done. This isn't working right. for me because they're not seeing that. Instant. Yeah. 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 I also think we should, if we're going to talk about fast traffic versus slow traffic, we should talk about quality. Mm. Facebook, you have darn tootin' right. You can get some fast traffic, but we got to look at the quality. How much of that is a distraction to somebody? Why are they even on Facebook in the first place? They're like, I'm bored. I'm just kind of like in a conked out hypnotic state of like, you know, you ever find yourself like, how did I even it's an escape. Yeah. Yeah. It's but a, but, but you're doing it like subconsciously. Like, yeah. How did I get on the app? I don't even remember clicking on the, I'm here and then you're scrolling. Why, why is my thumb still moving? Why, yeah, yeah. I don't even have control over my fingers anymore. <laughs> why? Opting in. No. Yeah. Right. And this is a distraction. And then and how many times you opt in for something? And you're like, what is this? I don't yeah. remember. Whereas on YouTube, if you're opting in for someone's stuff, it was because you were presently engaged seeking out a solution and then you watched someone's awesome video and you're like i like this person and then you took the step it's going to be it could be less traffic it could be slower traffic but that quality is there but even for people that have tried and they might get some views or or you, you say you don't subscribe to people's channels i mean we don't look at subscriber numbers yes it's growing and it's Whatever it is, it's cool mm-hmm. to have that, but it's not an important thing. It's more the impact that you're having, the view. And once someone has watched one of your videos, whether they subscribe or not, the YouTube algorithm is then going to totally. feature their videos yep. more and more. I, so. I was just going to say that as yeah. these guys that I'm watching on YouTube, I haven't subscribed to them. Yeah. 
I don't know why. It's kind of, it feels like a commitment to subscribe to somebody, like a big deal. Yeah. It's like, well, I don't know if we're that far along in the relationship that, yet. That permission on my phone to let me know when you, you've done something. That's a big step, yeah. you know, like wine me and dine me a little bit more. I've got commitment issues. Right. I don't subscribe to many people. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know, I like to keep my options open. That's right. But when I log into the app, bam, there they are. Yep. There they are right there. I'm like, I don't even need to subscribe because there you are. And they're paying attention. Oh, you like this guy? Yeah. Okay. Here's another one from him. And I appreciate that. Yeah. And that's that's the big difference as well is that YouTube, it's optimizing its content or showing you the content to try and increase time on the platform. Mm-hmm. Whereas the others, it's kind of just a random mess of content based on, you know, people that you've liked or people that you've followed or what your friends and family are doing. So here you're getting a much more tailored experience. And they actually say that when you go down the YouTube rabbit hole, where you go on YouTube, watch oh, yeah. a video, it's like 40 minutes now. Yeah. That is ridiculous. Yeah. And you end up in the dark crevices of yep. somewhere. What am I even watching? Watching conspiracy theories yep. about, oh yeah. And you're like, how did I get here? Mm. I love it. But yeah. The sun has gone down and it's dark in your house. You're like, I'm still on YouTube. I haven't been outside all day. All day. <laughs> yeah. And that could be you that they're paying attention to Correct. for hours on end. We're actually very excited about doing more on YouTube in 2020. That's a big announcement. I don't know if I've told you about that. We've been like throwing Welcome some stuff back. I know. I'm well, excited. Did you let YouTube know they're going to roll out the red right. carpet? <laughs> is- I'm, listen, I'm still waiting for my 100,000 subscriber thing. You know, you, you actually have to send them an email. There's a yeah. form you fill out. No, no. I think you told me that last time we talked right. and I still haven't done it. Yeah. So I did the same. I was waiting. I'm like, okay, they're going to get something in the mail. Six months and go by. And like, like uh, You actually have to let us yeah. know that you've hit. The- oh, yeah. Okay. Right. So I look forward to that. That is a proud moment that I hit about five years ago. Nice. Six years ago, maybe. Yeah. We're excited. We're excited to get back into the YouTube game. I'm going to I'm gonna give you a tip that you already know. I'm just going to give a tip to our audience that Justin's like, I'm not even going to say that because that's like such a no-brainer. Like, why are you even saying that? But I want to hear your opinion on this. We threw up some content to just start warming up the, the YouTube. Like, let them know. We're, we're, we're coming back. Right. And it, it did awful. Mm. So bad. Like, embarrassingly bad. Like we put up, we had someone go through our podcast clips and like take really good. Oh, like that's the juicy, like what you do on Instagram. Yep. Like a 60 second boop, and put it up on YouTube and it was like crickets. And so what we are very sure of, and I knew this back then, I was like, why didn't I just stick with what I used to teach? Great YouTube content or content that's going to work great on YouTube is content that's specifically geared for YouTube. Yes. 100%. And you could say the same with any platform, but where a lot of people go and try and fail is that they're just putting the same stuff up. Yes. Their Facebook Lives or their podcast will just put the whole thing up. Yes. I mean, there are some case studies, people putting podcasts and video podcasts right. that are succeeding with that. But for the most part, people are looking for different content. Yeah. They're going there for a reason. And it's, it could be to be entertained, but for the most part, most of the traffic there is that they're trying to find a solution to a problem. But here, here's the thing is... Where I would disagree with what you said is that we'll take a clip of a video and I'll format it for Facebook, turn that into a Facebook ad, I'll format it for Instagram stories, and I'll put it on my Instagram feed. And it's the same piece of content and we format it a little bit differently and change up the copy a little bit and it works on those. If I take that same piece and put it on YouTube, I think that's where it'll have the least effect. So on all of those other platforms, the videos typically autoplay. So you're scrolling through and you'll yes. see it. Whereas YouTube, you've got to get that buy-in. You've got to get the oh, people so are clicking good. to commit. And the biggest thing with that, it's all well and good. If you master the keywords and you can show your video up in search, good. If you're not getting that click on the thumbnail, you mm-hmm. could have the best video, best piece of content, but you haven't intrigued people enough to click your thumbnail to get onto the video. Yeah. And that could be a reason why that we're both on the same page with saying that if you really want to, YouTube can be so good to you. Yeah. They can be so good to you. I mean, how many people do we know, yourself included, where you can pretty much, myself included as well, can pretty much say, YouTube built my business. Yeah. I mean, when I look at, we took what I was doing from zero to 1.1, 1.2 million dollars in sales. And for the longest time, all I was doing was a weekly YouTube video. And see, that's it. It's not even a lot of content. Mm -hmm. We're not daily content. One a week. We've done one a week. We've experimented with two a week and it wasn't 
twice the return for the or, 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 or more or more no. like it should be you double yeah. your work it should be yeah. exponential yeah yeah so you're good with that it's so one a week mm-hmm. and then if you get smart around your content creation you're batch creating your content yeah. you're not running on that content hamster wheel yeah where you can't take a week off because yeah. you didn't plan ahead so it can be so good to you but we're both on the same page like the best impact you're going to have on YouTube is when you're creating YouTube specific content. What does that mean? To me, that means you're talking in your videos, you're talking to your audience as you already imagine them watching on YouTube. It's like, Hey, what's up YouTube? Good to see you guys. You know, like you're talking to them, not just this piece of content that just, Oh, so cause it's like, it's like people just know. Yeah. Oh, you just took this video, cut it from somewhere else and just threw and, it up and here. That's we're adding things like remember to subscribe or all the right. links are in the description. Yes. That doesn't work on, there is no description on any of the other places. Exactly. So calling out that this was, you've spent the time to create. Yeah. It but yeah. with your strategy, then you can actually still repurpose your content if you start with YouTube first. So if you're starting oh, with so YouTube good. first, wow. you're creating a widescreen video, wow. which it's easy to go from widescreen back to portrait, but it's really hard to go back the other way. Wow. So starting with YouTube, and then you can you can repurpose to those other platforms. So good. That's huge. Cause we're starting with podcasts and I'm like, how can we Okay, well, so if you were gonna start with your podcast first, yeah. you still could. But what you would be doing is the questions and the things that you're going to cover in your podcast, Mm -hmm. you could do some keyword research to find out what those topics are, what people are actually searching for and mention those sorts of things in your question or leading into them, knowing then that it's much easier to cut out a short chunk to repurpose. And I'm wondering if I could, this is one of the ideas I'm floating around. I'm wondering if I could do something where I film a separate intro for YouTube and I'm like, like, what's up YouTube? Just finished uh, an epic interview with my man, Justin Brown with Primal Video. I would click that. And, well, I know you would. All oh, right, okay. And like yeah. one other guy, but uh, <laughs> and let's go, let's go play that interview for you right now. Yep. Or a clip from that, and for the full thing, go to my podcast, and then wrap up with like a conclusion piece. I don't know if that, but that's that wouldn't be our entire YouTube strategy. That's that would be like a strategy to put more content. I would say if you did that, it would have to have a clear outcome for the viewer. If they felt like they weren't going to get everything that they needed mm. from that piece of content yeah. there, if, if you were sharing like, one, why am I watching them? one yeah. of three steps, it'd be like, just give me all three. I need all three. Yeah. And I need actions. it fast. I yeah. mean, that's, that's the other thing too. How many podcasts have you listened to? I try not to do this in our show. I mean, unless I get funny guys like Justin on, we're like people just talk and chitter chatter mm. small talk it's a radio how, show how many yes how many people hate small talk and then you get on yeah. a podcast and people are just small talking and like eating too they're like yeah you know all right for dinner last night right into the microphone. where justin like <laughs> yeah right. yeah it's a radio show you yeah. can't do that on youtube could you imagine no oh my gosh you'll get like murdered on there people will destroy you maybe on a live stream maybe okay yeah, that's but, a big difference, though. Yeah, huge difference. It's so funny how the medium changes the message, the mood, and everything. So we even get comments, and we see a lot as a thing on YouTube. Video starts at, and they'll tag the time. So if your intro goes for too long, people just want to know the piece where you actually start talking, and they'll, yeah. they'll put it in the comments. Video starts at three minutes. Video starts at. Four They're basically minutes. saying, "F you, we control the show. Yep. This is where it, it was worth watching. If you start here, that's it. And we just gamed you. Yep. Wow." I love it. it I mean, it's like power of the people. Yeah, I mean, that's it. And that, but that also makes it so cool is it makes it really easy to skim through the content. Like a, a lot of other yes. things like YouTube, uh, Instagram, you want to go back and watch. There's no playback on, on IGTV. On, on a, there on, is. On but, IGTV, but there's so many amazing 60 second or less clips yeah. in the feed and I miss a piece because yeah. my wife is asking me a question and then I got to go back and start over. And yeah, are you going to commit to a whole nother minute to go back and rewatch something? You've already, and then you're like, no, mm. forget it. Mm. Yeah. So let's not forget something that you began to mention and then I moved away from it. I didn't forget. You talked about if we can get that video ranked, which is part of the strategy. Yeah. So much of the views that you're going to get in your videos is going to be people searching for those questions. How to this, right? But they got to be able to click on it. Yeah. When they see a search result with your video and all these other videos, what do you see as the biggest factors that's going to get someone to click on yours versus somebody else's? So it's got to be something that's eye-catching. So where a lot of people start with their thumbnails or the, the, the strategy that they have behind them is they'll try to find something from their finished video. 
So they're scrubbing through looking for a piece where they might be smiling and not halfway through a sentence. Mm-hmm. And that's starting from that place. I know, I mean, it's back where we started. Yeah. It's so hard. So at the end of your filming, when you're creating your video, just pose. Like while in the video, just pose for a couple of different, obviously in your editing, you're going to cut that out. For me, I just point at stuff, pull silly faces, and then we go and pick one and build a design around it. So it's intentional, not something that you just, starting out with you know finding something in in the amongst a, yeah. a whole lot of crap. well i know thumbnail can play such a big role but people can go too far and turn it into clickbait yes and i'll tell you and if i knew the channel name i'd call them out here because this was like this is what not to do i'm looking at all these home improvement videos sure enough a suggested video of like 10 unbelievable homes that people actually live in. And I'm like, that's a great title. The thumbnail was a picture of a structure that was completely underwater. I'm like, yeah, I got to see this, right? right? Click it. I got yeah. 10 minutes, yeah. <laughs> you know, I click on it. They list the 10 homes. The thumbnail was not any one of them. I actually seriously think I've seen that and I'm pretty sure I clicked <sighs> as well. And that you can't do that mm. because it's the same thing with this. I think this is just worth talking about is the YouTube audience. Well, this is what I love about YouTube because they control the show. Yeah. Like you're just their puppet in a certain way. <laughs> like they will let you know if you're not giving them what they want. And that video had so many thumbs downs and I didn't even bother looking in the comments, but I'm sure people were just warning in the comments. Like this yeah. is misleading. This is clickbait. This is and it's like, I think that's going to hurt you. I mean, it's still getting up there and getting views, but I think that's going to hurt you in the long run because I didn't want to watch another video. I was like, screw you guys. You lied to me. Misled completely. So that's, and that's where a lot of people's strategy is that they'll like with hashtags and those kinds of things, same as the keywords on YouTube, they'll look at a trending topic or something that's happening and they'll start to load their video up with some of those things. If it's not related to the video, then it's only going to hurt you yeah. because YouTube is confused. Is your content talking about this? But they're also transcribing your videos. So they're going to hear and know what you're talking about and it's not going to line up. So no one is, they're going to almost bury that video mm-hmm. because it's, it's not creating a good user experience. But yeah. even just from the other end of the relationship experience, not just your relationship with YouTube, but your relationship with your audience, I'm enjoying getting to know these YouTubers that I'm following and you do this phenomenon of like feeling like you know them. And mm. it's like, maybe I'll see them in LA when they, you know, and I know people have done that to me, right. Yeah. they yeah. watch my videos. What kind of relationship do you build with someone when you continue to mislead and lie to them? Yeah. yeah. And they, and it's just so blatantly obvious. Like, I don't trust you. Yeah. So I'm not going to keep paying attention to you. And so that's, I think what we're talking about with that YouTube game, there's rules of the game. You can try and bend them. Good luck trying to break them. Yeah. And it doesn't help. And some of that stuff might have worked years ago. Mm-hmm. Same with like old school SEO, black hat yeah. stuff. Like it used to work. These days, they're all about putting the right video in front of the right person at the right time. Right. Which is normally when they're searching and for And when it. you do that, like you really do get rewarded for it. Yeah. They're, I mean, that's what's so exciting is it's not like something on Instagram where it's like, whoa, this post got twice as many likes. Yeah. And then two days later, you're back to normal. That's it. But it's like, oh, this one's hooking and it's every day. Yeah, and and you can watch it. And every new video is another really fishing line out there for you Mm -hmm. to attract your right people to your content. Yeah. but So that's where a lot of people feel disheartened is they'll put out a video, it might get one or two views and that could be friends and family, but they're not (laughs) remembering that that video is going to stay there and can bring in views and traffic and leads for however long. And there really is, I have to assume this phenomenon still exists because me and a bunch of YouTube buddies would talk about this, this like hockey stick phenomenon where you reach a tipping point in your videos where all of a sudden you have so many videos that they all get more views. They all get ranked more and they're following through They're binging. Right. And all of a sudden you see an exponential increase where you go from like 20,000 views and it like pops up to 80 all overnight kind of deal. Yeah. You guys have experienced stuff like that and yeah with your channel yeah yeah Yeah. and it really every new video is really that it is an extra fishing line out there for you and it's really hard to explain but if you if you look at it that way especially if you're doing the research up front Mm -hmm. and you're looking at creating the content that people are searching for then you can be the one that is answering that question or solving that problem for people that then over time is just going to keep bringing in the views which is going to lead to that exponential growth and that hockey stick yeah so looking at the video watch page itself Video length, video engagement, 
title descriptions, likes, subscribes, which of these would you say is the 80-20? If someone could like only start with like, just focus on these one or two things, what's going to make the biggest difference when it comes to getting that video found and viewed? So I think getting the video found is probably the most important. Yeah. Because, you know, again, you could have the greatest video if no one finds it, if they don't have the opportunity to click on it or even, you know, look into it, then Mm -hmm. what was the point in making the video? So you want to make sure that you're creating content that does show up in search and not just hoping for a viral video. And there's easy ways that we can can cover some some ways that you can easily find some of those topics. But then obviously once you're showing up, you want to get that click. Beyond that, the most important thing is your watch time, how long people are hanging around for in your video. If they're just clicking and watching the first 10 seconds and bailing, that's not a good indicator to YouTube that your content is good. They're going to stop featuring and, and testing your content in, in some of those higher rankings if people aren't watching it. So then there's different strategies as to hooking them into the content, letting them mm-hmm. know they're in the right place. Mm-hmm. Like They've just clicked your video out of all the other ones on that search page or on the results page. They clicked yours. There's this little anxiety piece where they're like, did I click the right one? There was right. another one. That other one looked really interesting, right. that thumbnail. So this little conversation is going on in their brain. Yep. And so you want to let them know immediately. In this video, I'm going to share with you exactly what they've typed in, the top yeah. five tips for whatever it might be. Let them know. They immediately relax. You then buy yourself two minutes if you need to, to bring in an intro and introduce yourself and, and talk a bit more about the topic of the video before you even get to the content. So that's where optimizing your video with a structure that is logical and easy for them to follow along. So five tips sharing a, a number of something. People are going to hang around for number five just in case that is the game changer for them. Mm. Whereas, and you could even say things like that. And it's tip number five that yeah. was the biggest game changer for us. So yeah. stay to the end for that one. Yeah, that's it. Or give them at the end of the video, I'm also going to share with you my top two tips on how to grow faster on YouTube. So they're there for the content, but you're over delivering. Mm-hmm. Like you, you know what else they, they might get stuck out or what else they might be interested in if they've clicked to watch that video. So how else can you over deliver? Those are the people that, I mean, that's, that's where you're changing lives at that point because you're helping people with wherever they're stuck. What are your thoughts with the like likes and subscribes? Cause there's a few people that are like almost comes across like desperate. Like they're sitting there saying, make sure to like this video because YouTube really likes it and it shows up more when you like it. So please, if you've made it this far, give us a like because we want to get this, you know, it's like, yes, we get it. You want me to like the video. Yeah. So, I mean, it is another indicator to YouTube that it is a worthy piece of content and that people are interacting with it. But the biggest one is for them, they're looking at how how many people are watching and how long are they watching for. Mm-hmm. That's the most important thing. I think if you want to grow subscriber numbers, an easy way to do it is to ask people to subscribe, as silly yep. as it sounds, which is why people still do it. But I wouldn't give them too many call to actions. Like, subscribe, share it with your write, mom. Like, write a what? comment. Yeah. And it, yeah. Yeah. So there's different things you can do to drive engagement. Obviously, if you ask them to leave a comment, that's more time that they've got your video playing there. Mm-hmm. So you could you could ask them to leave a comment. As you're going through, let me know your top tip or which one of these was the game changer for you but you can start that conversation in the comments and it really is that there is a youtube community Mm -hmm. and i'd say it's totally different to any other like the dms or the comments and things on on instagram it's totally different on youtube and there is really good conversations in there yeah there's trolls but you get those everywhere but but they're it's almost like they're trolling in a way to boost that experience on that video like i know there's a lot of trolls that want to be that top most popular comment to get all because you can like a comment you can pin it to the top Uh, right yeah and so there's people that will do it because when it could be a really popular video and they want to be they want a part of that they want to they want to be the funniest you know the funny guy underneath your video and they'll say whatever they can to get a laugh and get you know get the most seen comment that's it yeah there's a reward in that and so or or they go the opposite and they use it to spam and to oh right if you like my channel i mean you like this video you love my channel so i mean i guess you kind of get that stuff everywhere yeah, that's what that's what you do right you go to that's, other that's that is the strategy <laughs> go comment on, <laughs> all I'm, your competitors I'm, that's why i'm commenting on all your videos yeah, yeah. <laughs> this was okay yeah. but i mean it's not 2011 anymore so <laughs> come yeah. over here yeah that's awesome okay and then do you put like a call to action off the video every single video Sorry. taking them to your website using it for list building so we definitely use it for list building and this mm-hmm. is exactly how we grow our email list and consistently for the last four years we've been growing 30 percent of our subscribers we're actually getting over of our youtube subscribers we've been getting over to our email list all organically so this youtube is amazing for that yeah 
What was the question again? Oh, just where you're sending traffic to. All right. Often. Off the end of the... Sorry. Yeah, off, I'm totally mind blank. Off the end of the video. Yes, we do, but not in most videos. So, mm -hmm. probably about 30% of our videos will actually have an opt-in at the end of them saying, if you liked this video editing tutorial, you can download our free checklist or our free guide to help you edit faster yeah. or whatever it is. Like, it's got to be in line with it. Otherwise, I mean, people don't like being sold to on YouTube. Mm -hmm. People go there for free stuff. They go there to learn and to teach themselves. So, if you're the one that can help them with that and can offer a next step, that's where your perfect lead magnet or perfect opt-in would be. Only put it in something that is perfectly in line. So even going as far as like, obviously we help people create videos. If I was doing an editing tutorial and I mentioned a camera opt-in, something like they could download a top camera tips or something like that, there's a disconnect. Yes, they're linked, but people are there right there in that moment looking for editing stuff. So unless I'm going to mention something, a next step for them around editing, it's not worth it because it'll come across like, oh, this guy's trying to pitch me something. And Totally. And so for most of our videos, we don't. In the descriptions, we'll always have where they can go for more information. So links to our website and those sorts of things in the description, in the text below the video, but not calling it out in the video itself. One of the guys that I follow, I love because he puts us, he does put a series of links in his descriptions, but he puts the same links in the descriptions of every single video. And they're very useful resources. And one of them is he uses a, I've never heard of this software before, this website. I'm bringing it up right now. It's called kit.co. Love it. We use it. Big fan. Do you really? Yep. And you love it? Yes. I just found it. I'm like, this is totally awesome. Yeah. Because if we're going to do Airbnb for one of these properties, I got to buy some stuff, mm. right? Like the place has to be fully furnished. So I'm in buying mode and he has created on kit.co a, what do you call it? It's a kit. So it's essentially it's a like, a, like a shopping list or, or yes. yeah. It's okay. your shopping list of here's what I recommend for my podcast. Yeah. Here's what I recommend for my vlogging videos. And he has a shopping kit for every room in an Airbnb house. He's like, here's everything you need for your kitchen, the bedroom, the bathrooms. And we just, we're like, it can't be this easy. And I'm totally going to get any links set up with his Amazon affiliate account. So, so that's where it's really cool is that yep. those are all affiliate links for yep. him. Yep. And the biggest benefit though of using Kit was that it also does the redirect. So if I'm clicking in Australia, I'm taken to the Australian Amazon, which means he's Stop he's getting it. Australian commission wow. as well. So that was where Kit... Now, Kit got recently bought out by Genius Links. Yes, that's what which, I saw. In which the makes it even better because they were the ones that were doing that redirect that so good. really well. So, I mean, yeah. Well, Chelsea and I looked at each other and I think I spent like $3,000 on Amazon in one purchase and it took about 10 minutes. Yeah. And we're just like... We just got like everything we need done. I'm like, I'm more than happy to give this guy 8% of that. Yeah. You know, like, or whatever the commission is. But let me give you guys some ideas for this. If you have a reading list of books you recommend or like, that could be one of your kits. You get a little commission there. But here's the thing. I know from my own personal experience getting hundreds a month on Amazon that if someone buys your book, okay, well, James, it's 20 bucks. Or maybe they get it on Kindle, it's 10. It's like, I'm going to get like less than a dollar What's the point? Yeah, but what if they're also buying like a new refrigerator or something that same day in the same checkout? You get that commission. Yeah. You're essentially getting people onto the platform. You're doing Amazon's marketing yeah. for them. Yeah. And we've had people click a $20 microphone and then go and spend big on gym equipment. Right. And like, you're getting like, oh, that. And nice. I've seen that. I'm like, wait, I'm not recommending. Oh, okay. I yeah. get this because people are buying. Yeah. So... You could have your own, like I'm looking at what we could do is we would put our whole podcast recommendation yes. list on there, yep. our whole video recommendation list, anything that's basically for sale on Amazon that you've had to buy for yourself that you think is going to be relevant to your audience. And he's just puts that in every one of his videos. So it's not doing it like as a sleazy affiliate, like come buy this stuff. It's like, no, I have to buy this stuff. Yeah. And he's done the research of finding the best and the cheapest stuff. It's compiled. It's very yes. stuff that is good. And that's where good affiliate marketing really comes from adding value, not just picking the best commissions, best whatever. Exactly. Like you build that trust with people. Yeah. It's like, okay, I just want what James is using. Yes. And yeah, so kit.com is awesome for that. And it's not just Amazon links. You can actually build kits with any links. Oh, I so love if that. you've got some products that are Amazon, for us, we mentioned live streaming software in some of our kits. So we have like best kit for live streaming. Right. But the other side of that, not just the affiliate side, is that kit 
Co is search engine friendly. Like it, it's a, people Stop can search it. and find this your kit. Stupid. It is, it is ridiculous. <laughs> so yeah, wow. it, it is awesome. Yeah, massive plug in this uh, podcast for kit. And, right. Yeah. No, I mean you know but we should be getting a kit on kit. We, like well, to get in a commission for kit. Yeah. Oh, right. The links are in the description. Yeah. It's just it's a it's a <laughs> your kit kit. It's, <laughs> it's just a link to kit.co. It's and it just redirects around it. Yeah, it's just it's like perfect. yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice. <laughs> amazing. What an unbelievable resource. That has me that has me really excited because we're going to be doing an episode coming up on all the different revenue streams we have in the business and things like this are the low-hanging fruit that no matter what niche or industry you're in, there are things that people have to go out and buy. Yeah. I mean, fitness and weight loss, there's food, there's scales and, you know, supplements, workout equipment. There's things that people are buying. Might as well like help people curate that process. You're you're helping them with that decision, and, and it's like people looking for a review. Right? Yeah. They want to. They which one do I get? Like <sighs> gosh, all of them. Yeah. So so affiliate revenue for us is massive in our business. It is. It, it, is, is, yeah. it, it is probably the biggest revenue generator in our business, mm-hmm. and it's beautiful because it's a win win win. It's a win for you as the one. Obviously, you get the commission, but it's a win for the viewer because you're helping them make a decision, and it's a win for the company. Mm-hmm. And that's where coming from a place of adding value with affiliate marketing, it's I don't know. It, it's it really is the perfect model. Yeah. Well, and I was I just bought a power washer. I felt like a, I, my my little house needed a power washer. So what did I do? I searched review. I, t- I searched best power washers and then I took the top three and I did a review on each one on Solid YouTube. keywords, right? Best. Yeah, exactly. Best, yeah. yeah. Uh, those are buying keywords. Someone yeah. is looking to spend money. This guy did a whole review of it and then said, here's everything that I think's wrong with it and how I fixed it. And the way he fixed it is like, you just buy this, a better hose, you buy these better little fittings and this thing's ready to rock and roll. Nice. He had affiliate links for all of them. It's like I rewarded him helping me yeah. for doing that. That's it. Thank you. And this guy, um, his name's Richard Ferdig. I've reached out to him and, and whatnot. His kit on the short-term rental, he was originally recommending mattresses. Yeah, I got to get a mattress in every room. We have seven rooms total, two properties. That's... If you were to get like um, purple.com, which I love their commercial. Have you seen the purple commercials? No. Okay. We got a, That's another. I, I live in Australia. I don't know what purple. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Purple mattress, Casper, like all these like online brands that are selling mattresses. Their, their price point is about a thousand to 1100 right. ships right to your door and you can ship it back if you don't like it. And so that adds up. That's $7,000. He said, there's this off company brand, like no one's ever heard of. They don't, they don't have the big marketing budget. They don't have all the fancy stuff. They sell directly on YouTube. And people have already tested them. They're getting great reviews and feedback. $230. Take my money. Right? And he, I'm like, of course. Like, and that's in there. And he's like, here, just get these mattresses. They've already been tested. They're already great. The reviews are amazing. It's 230 bucks. They don't use like a marketing budget and all that stuff. We bought the first one. We slept on it the first night. I was like, it's great. If you want a memory foam mattress, wow. Sorry, guys. I don't, I give you that affiliate link to that. I don't, (laughs) I don't remember the name of it. It's some off weird name I can't pronounce, but. That's cheap. Yeah. What a gift. That guy just saved me 700 times 700. Is that $5,000? Mm. That's amazing. But how good is it though for everyone that can, you have that ability to do that for your people. Like exactly. anyone can do this and is the easiest way to build that value for people. Right. Like you, you, there's things that you use every day that you would recommend. I mean, people think the obvious ones like gear that they're using for a podcast mm-hmm. or record videos, but what are the other things? Even the courses and products and things that you use and recommend, yeah. Like, but it's got to come from a place that what like what what would you recommend to your best friend or to to your mum to go and buy? Exactly. If it's not if you're not going to recommend it to your best friend or your mum, then yeah, yeah. And I think one of the themes, many themes here is I see everything with YouTube is always long term. Yeah. So let's say a company sends you a pro. I know people do that too, right? Companies will send you a pro. Hey, will you uh, to do oh, a review yeah. on our yeah. stuff, right? Yep. And you know, in the short term, looking short term, short sighted, you say, this thing's amazing. Here's a link to it when it's maybe got a few flaws that yeah. you were unhappy about. Hey, you make some sales because people trust you. But what about long term? Yeah. What about next time when they go to buy the next thing you recommend? They're probably like, mm, he's probably only saying that so he can get his commission. Yeah. Think about what that does long term when you sit here and say, hey, this company gave us this product to review. Here's my honest review. I like this, but I can't stand this or this. If those aren't an issue for you, well, here's the link to get it, but those are an issue for me. Yeah. I wouldn't recommend it. There's my honest two cents. Short term, you're not going to make the money yeah. that you wanted, you know? 
But long-term, you've just created so much trust with your audience. And those are the videos that I would want to watch. Yeah. And that's that's the stuff we all want. Yeah, tell me, tell me what it's really like. And mm-hmm. when it's, you know, oh, I'm going to review this product and the company sent it out, whether they are or not, you're going to think that they're going to be biased towards it because they got it for free. Exactly. So, yeah. yeah. I mean, for, for us, we don't do anything like that. We've had products sent out. Our general disclaimer is, sure, we'd, we'd love to test it. We'd love to try it. I love free stuff. I, yeah. I, my office is like a toy room. I know. But it's never a guarantee for a video. If I like it, if the team likes it, then we'll consider it for one. But Why don't you do a video just giving your honest feedback about it, even if you don't like it? Because... It's something that unless it's something like we want to come from a place where it's adding value. And I guess adding value to people could be, hey, don't buy this product. But then we'd rather keep it as to, all right, let's, if it is around a microphone or a piece of gear, let's tell them the one that they should buy and maybe not even mention this other thing. Yeah. I, I'd just rather, yeah. Yeah. Well, I get that. But I guess uh, we were looking at like smart door locks and I was just typing in the, the brand and reveal. I actually was like unhappy with the one that I ended up purchasing yeah. and no one said anything bad about it. Wow. Yeah. Did, so you, did you unsubscribe to those channels? I, I never subscribed to them in the first place, <laughs> yeah. but you know, they don't deserve my subscribe yet. So the videos that, that I would look at is where the, you're putting two products up against each other. So when a product has oh, sent us out one, I, like I would take it and say, yep, yeah, awesome. Uh, mm-hmm. Again, general disclaimer that yeah. we may not do a video, but I would then go and purchase the number one competitor because that's what I want to see. Like all the comments, like what would people ask? Well, how does it compare to this one? Right. right? So let's go and buy the other one ourselves and put them up side by side. That way, just sharing the pros and cons and advantages or disadvantages for each. I like this conversation so much because we're also saying that these types of videos are buyer views. These are people that are going to buy. They're going to spend money. There's just a lot of opportunity there. Okay. Here's the last thing and then I'll let you go. This has been fantastic, by the way. We're going all over the place. This is fun. It is. like We're covering a lot of ground really fast and we're going to go another direction, which is like usually one of the elephants in the room that your favorite question we get all the time, which camera is best for you two? Oh, well, there's this one specific model of Sony cameras. Right. Yeah. YouTube actually makes their own camera, right? It's the yeah. YouTube brand camera. That's it. Yep. That's the only one that's compatible with YouTube. Yeah. That's the only one that works to get views. Yeah. Yes. Um, <laughs> it's it, The technology in the camera is designed to get you more views. That's it. And it changes you. It's like a beauty mode. I mean, that's how, you know, <laughs> I've got a face a- for radio and hey, we're getting views. So, it's definitely the camera. Oh my yeah. gosh. It is always... The gear that you have mm-hmm. always your smartphones are a great way into it if you have any sort of camera start with that and then upgrade when you hit the limits of it or, or when when you need to but one of the guys we're watching right now asked kevin 90 percent of his videos he's doing the handheld stabilizer with his iphone and just doing selfie style into it and i love him yeah because it matches what he's doing he's walking around a house and he's like pointing at things and so like it just feels like this selfie style walk over look over my shoulder like come on a journey with me then he'll do things where he just walks down the street while he talks and he's just talking into the phone i'm like so basic and so easy but people know too whether that people can recognize a phone video. Like we're, yeah. we're used to seeing the raw, real stuff on Instagram stories and those sorts of things. Even in a lot of the top end productions that I've been working on, for some of the B roll, typically we'd go and get really nice cameras. And I mean, we still have those and we're still recording with those. But what we've been finding is that the footage that we were using in the end product to make it relatable for the viewers is the stuff that we shot on a stabilizer, but with a phone. And it's more that people can put themselves into that place. So if we're promoting a gym or something like that, the footage that they're seeing is what it is actually like and not some Hollywood looking cinematic thing. Like when they get there, they want that expectation to be met. It's like if you look at a real estate video and the, the photos are amazing and you right. go and walk in and you're like, oh, Looks, this. Or, yeah. or it's like when you go to like a, a fast food restaurant, which I haven't been to in ages, and the picture of the burger yeah. looks amazing. nothing yeah. like what you get in this smushed wrapper. That's it. It's just so fascinating, that phenomenon. But it allows us to connect with the people who are creating that content because it's more right. real, it's more raw, and it's actually easier to produce. But it's, so. it's, it is, it's interesting. It's like there's a certain quality standard that is expected. Yeah. Like if... Bad audio and super shaky. Right. You're going to annoy people. Exactly. Like if the audio is all effed up, yeah. the camera's shaking like crazy, it's too raw. Yeah. It's too real. It's yeah. too... So it, 
and it's funny that bar has raised over the years but it's still like it's lower than what the best is and if you're trying to just make something that looks the best yeah you're gonna lose your audience yeah it's such a fascinating phenomenon to me but we we all strive for when we're creating content, we don't want to look bad ourselves, mm-hmm. which is where those questions come out. Like, which is camera should I use? How do mm. I light it? How do I do all of this stuff? But at the end of the day is the content that's the most important piece. Yeah. People will forgive you if the lighting isn't great. Maybe not if the audio is really bad, but as long as they can still understand you and learn from what it is you're sharing and be or, or be entertained, then they're not going to switch off. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, that's, that's the important stuff. The last set of videos that I did before I initially retired from YouTube was this set. I think we'll link them up for you guys of five videos that we did called the five video mistakes. And these were like, they were the, the culmination of the work I'd done with Ryan, my video guy and I, like they were just, we're like, let's, let's give it all we got creatively, like writing, like lighting, filming, just, and we spent a week making these five 90 second videos. Like they're really short. Spent all week, all day, all week. And we thought they were going to crush because they were so good. Like, I still go back and watch them and love them, right? You watch your own stuff Daily. all the time. Yeah. 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 And they tanked. <laughs> like, compared to everything else we'd been doing, they performed the least. And I look back at that now, and it's exactly what you're speaking to. The connection wasn't there. It's like you got to find that perfect balance where it's real enough that it's like you've broken through the walls of this is on a computer and it's like, I'm there with you, but also keep them entertained enough with like some B roll and some other stuff to keep it interesting. And finding that happy balance, I think is pretty, is pretty pivotal to the whole thing. One thing I want to throw out there though, that doesn't mean if you upload a video and it's not getting views, that doesn't mean that it's done. Some of the top videos on our channel, Mm -hmm. when we uploaded them, we're like, come on, this is a solid video. This is 12 <laughs> tips to film better on your yeah. smartphone. Like yeah. this stuff is going to change the game for people. Yeah. And yeah, initial little spike in views and then nothing. Like literally just disappeared into YouTube somewhere. We went back and we re-optimized them. And they are now mm-hmm. two of the top videos on our channel. That's beautiful. So yeah. for anyone out there that is creating content that isn't seeing success with it, not just putting more fuel on the fire and those, you know, adding to your to-do list, but you can go back and re-optimize those, change the title, change the thumbnail, yeah. and it will rejig it in the, the algorithm. It's a lot better than refilming the video. It's, it's a little easier. A little easier, yeah. a, little, a little less time consuming. So, hey, listen, buddy, this has been incredible. First of all, what's your YouTube channel so that everyone can go subscribe to your channel right now? <laughs> Primal Video. They're already subscribed. What was I thinking? Links are in the description. Links are in the yeah. description. Primal Video, we'll link that up in the show notes for you guys and then uh, tell us what you got what you got coming up for us so we've recognized a lot of people which we've mentioned in this in this um podcast and said video the keywords and actually seeing and figuring out how youtube works is a difficult thing for people obviously it was for us as well this is the stuff that we changed when we weren't you know 50 subscribers in and we weren't growing this is the stuff that we change. So we are running a free training workshop. It's something that's going to be uh, up there for quite a while. This is something that we run through and we hold your hand through the process on how you can actually understand what your audience is searching for, how you can find the keywords and, and what to create and how to speak to your viewers. And for anyone out there, even if you've got a local business thing, you know, that's fine, but I don't want you know the world. I want to get people in the door into my hair salon. We show you how you can create content for that too. So it's all around the strategy to set you up for YouTube growth. Yeah, this is awesome. And here's the thing to consider, guys. I knew this all the way back then. Your ideal customers are out there. They're already searching. Yeah. Right? If it's a question of, should I be doing YouTube? There's already a portion of them that are on there, which means they're already getting content from somebody. Better you than your competitor, in my opinion. And it comes back to, I mean, Google search. Most of our traffic comes from there. Mm-hmm. People want to DIY. They want to figure stuff out for themselves first, or at least look. It's like, the, you know, Dr. Google. I've got this rash. <laughs> I'm going to Google it. Not me specifically. I'm just asking for don't a go- Don't ever Google no. symptoms. Yeah. But it's exactly, you can be the one that shows up when people are searching, not your competitors. Yeah. yeah. I mean, there's a credibility and authority just in being found there. I yeah. mean, that's huge. That's a whole nother conversation, but fantastic. Okay. 
So where can we go to get that free training? Okay, I've created you a special link. This is so your listeners will remember, but it's primalvideo.com forward slash mind your videos. Mind your videos. Mind your videos. I love it. Okay, we're going to link that up in the show notes for you guys as well. So if you're on the website, you can do that there. It's primalvideo.com forward slash mind your videos. Awesome. We'll throw that. uh, That's in the show notes for you guys. And I highly recommend you check that out and start looking at how you can be using YouTube in 2020 to grow your business, especially if you've already put YouTube videos in the past. I mean, Justin and I have both been saying this, that you can bring dead videos back to life with some of these strategies. You don't need to film any more videos. If you've got videos on there, there's a lot you can do to breathe life back into them. And that's pretty darn exciting. It's all about having that strategy and not wasting your time with this. Yeah. Yeah. Just just creating content just to create it and staying busy. No, thank you. No. Awesome. Okay. Any final thoughts, words, wisdom before we wrap this up? I would say if you're interested in creating videos, start now. Don't Mm -hmm. strive for perfection. Start with your smartphone, but start practicing. You might hate your first videos. I look back and if you want a good laugh, go back and check out the early videos on my channel. I'm I'm not an on-camera person. This is something that can be taught. You can learn over time, but take it one step. We we didn't learn this in school, guys. No. You know, and it's just so funny you you say this because for years when I was was teaching it, it was so hard because I found it so valuable for myself and the clients and students who are actually using it. But it became the biggest hurdle to convince people to do it yeah. because all that stuff comes up. I don't like how I look. I don't know what to say. I'm so afraid if I mess up or if I stumble or if it's not perfect and all that stuff. And man, you know, you can hold on to that all you want. It's not going to help you grow your business. But the people who finally let that go and just start creating, those are the ones that grow. And it actually feels kind of cliche to be saying that. Just start with what you have. Because I know that people hear it, but you actually need to start mm-hmm. to be able to grow on any platform right. and, to, and to get your- Right. Like most people listening won't hear what you actually say. And they'll be yeah. like, okay, so I need, what you're saying is I need to make it perfect. Yeah. And I need to get that perfect <laughs> YouTube camera. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and it's going to take another year yeah. to do that. Right. That's a year lost. Yeah. You know, results and success favor those that take action fast. So I hope you guys will do that. Justin Brown, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for coming on to the show, hanging out with me here today. It's been fantabulous. Thank you very much for the opportunity. Absolutely. Yeah, Yeah, this is round number two. Round two. Looking forward to round three. All right, you guys, thank you so much for tuning in. Excited for you guys to learn from Justin so you guys can start using YouTube in 2020 and beyond. Thank you for making it to the end of this episode. We'll see you all here next time on the Mind Your Business Podcast. Take care. Did you know eight out of 10 businesses fail within their very first 18 months? I believe being an entrepreneur means unlearning everything that we've been taught our entire lives about what it really means to be successful, which is why I've created a brand new audio program entitled Activate. I wanna show you how to think, act, and behave like the successful entrepreneur that you were meant to be so you can step into the vision that you have for your life and your business. And the best part is this program is yours absolutely free. To register right now, simply visit www.jameswedmore.com forward slash activate and we can get started right now.